On the ninth day of Christmas, George Lucas gave to me nine rat thoughts rolling, eight Ewoks dying, seven Adas shooting, six Tusken Raiders, five desktop plans. Four heisting crew, three dismembered limbs, two awkward dialogues, and a really shitty prequel movie. <laughs> Hello and welcome everyone to episode 9 of our 12 days of Star Wars special. Yes, we're still going and <laughs> it's taking a little longer than expected, so thank you so much for your patience. Today we're going to be discussing Force Awakens and Isaiah has taken over duties for singing the opening for the next three episodes. And Barry and Isaiah are both great at singing. Anyways, without further ado, welcome to episode 9, Force Awakens. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 9 of our 12 Days of Star Wars special. We're getting into the new trilogy. Uh... Today we're going to be covering Force Awakens, directed by J.J. Abrams. This is the start of something new. Barry, why don't you take us away? So right away, I'm going to get something out of, out of the way here. If you have identified that The Force Awakens is a beat-for-beat beat remake of A New Hope, then congratulations, you've discovered <laughs> the least interesting thing about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> the most obvious least interesting thing about this movie. Uh, it's not, that's not a new thought. Every, I think every, within the first like 15 minutes of the film, you should have figured this out. Or would you say a new hope? <laughs> or a new, f- or the farce awakens. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm like the fart awakens. Uh, oh. That's what I think of this movie. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I, I think yeah, it's a fun Yeah, it's movie. okay. It's, it's okay. a lot of fun. Uh, the, the one thing this movie does very well is it introduces the char- new characters, and we like them, like right away. And I'm like, wow, wow, it's been a good three Star Wars films since that happened. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate that. Uh, it's visually stunning, of course. J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams films, good-looking movies. It sounds fantastic, because John Williams is the man, as always. And I love their choices for all the actors. Everyone is really great. Yeah. Uh, the story is definitely still a new hope, but it's fine. <laughs> they needed comfort. They needed familiarity for all of the abused Star Wars fans to, to get their feet back underneath them <laughs> so they could love Star Wars again. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the film. It's, 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 I think it's pretty solid. A nice little adventure flick. How about you, Sam? Yeah, uh... I think this movie is okay. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, going back to the roots of Star Wars because of, uh, you know, the prequels. <laughs> yeah. And how much they let you down. I mean, there's a generation of kids growing up where they think the prequels are the best, and uh, I'm okay with that. I don't care. I'm just talking about myself personally here. Uh, but when I watched it again... I dislike it more and more. And it's not necessarily that I think it's bad. It's more that I think there's a problem. There's a problem with this movie, the new trilogy, that I just... It doesn't get better. It only gets worse. And the problem is that the characters are no longer the main focus of the movies. And that's why I really liked uh, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And even Return of the Jedi, where 
you know, focus on Luke and Vader, Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. But in these new films, again, the actors do a fantastic job, but it's just that the, the, the writing of the script doesn't really leave space for the characters to develop and grow on you. Because when I think of Rey and Finn and Poe, I don't know who they are. Force Awakens develops a little bit. Again, you know, they try to portray Rey as this this pure and innocent soul with a longing to explore, go beyond. Uh, it's being held back by her, her need, her strong desire for her parents. And she's waiting on that planet for them to come back. And they introduce that, but they do this by telling you. They have someone look at the camera and tell you that this is what's going on with her. And instead of showing us and like letting it breathe and letting it develop, they keep telling us. So again, the main issues that I have with the new trilogy that I see here is that A, they don't develop the characters, and B, they don't treat the audience as intelligent enough to figure things out. So they have to tell us. They have someone look at the camera and tell us what's happening or how characters are feeling or how we should feel. And the reason why most people may not pick up on this is that there's a lot of distracting things happening. So it's different from Lucas in the prequels where there's a lot of visual things on screen while things are happening that distract you. It's literally whole sequences of, of chase scenes, of fight scenes, of uh, things exploding, of things being tense where it will distract you. It's like there's the pacing is so frantic that you don't have a chance to sit down with these characters and get to know them because if you took those scenes out, you'll realize that there's not much character there, at least for me, compared to the original trilogy. That said, is it a bad movie? I don't think so at all. That's Jedi included. I think there's some flaws to the movie. The fact that, again, the character development isn't there for me is not a bad thing. Because I love John Wick, and that has zero character. <laughs> Who is John yeah. Wick? Yeah, he likes his dog. <laughs> That's all we know. He likes it's his Baba dog. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. That's it. So like, it's not that the lack of character makes a movie bad. It's just that it's just none of it really ties together for me. Also, I think what hurts it a lot in the sense of a trilogy is that the directors. Ryan Johnson and JJ are, they don't mesh together. So when I watched Last Jedi, it kind of undoes what JJ does. And I really like what Ryan did. Some of the things he threw in there in terms of character development and pacing and whatnot. And then when we go to Rise of Skywalker, JJ undoes that again. So instead of having this cohesive feel where I can kind of take this journey to its end, based on the director's vision, I think I would like the characters more, but what we get instead is this weird change of pace and change of characters. They're completely different. We're going to get into that in the last Jedi episode. And then they're completely different again when we get to Rise of Skywalker. So it's very, very confusing for the viewer, especially if you're watching these movies back to back to back. You kind of notice it. At least for me, it was, it was kind of jarring. Again, it made me feel like I didn't know who these characters are. That said, uh, the one character that is constant is Hux. <laughs> God bless uh, Hux. He's the, he's, the, he's the anchor of these films. He is the anchor. He's the he's core. The <laughs> he's the core. Well, that's pretty much my, my initial thoughts there. Um, <laughs> throwing it back to you, Barry. <laughs> yeah, uh, these films, 
It's like they start off at like a dead sprint, going as hard as they can. Yeah. And then they run out of steam and fall flat on their face. And instead of picking themselves up and keep going, they drag themselves back to the start line and start the sprint again. <laughs> yeah. For each movie. And each time they get a little bit more injured and they never quite reach the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect way to sum it up. And they just like, they keep like doing it. it. Just like yeah. flat out sprint, fall flat in your face, gotta start over. <laughs> Man. Oh boy. But uh, I have to credit J.J. Abrams. He's very good at guiding you into caring for characters. The Force Awakens is a wonderful example of this. Uh, Star Trek, the Star Trek 2009 is another great example of this. He combines action and visuals with character introduction to really like shovel emotion down your thirsty gullet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you care for the characters really quickly. You're kind of tricked into it. And that's, that's, that's fine. As long as you can maintain the momentum and then flesh them out a little bit, which, which he does. It's all right. He does decently. Uh, Poe, Oscar was Isaac. Is, for me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wanted a little bit more, but it was like, it was a nice starting point, you know? Yeah. Nice starting yeah. point. That, yeah, Force Awakens was a nice starting point. Yeah. Yeah. And all the actors are wonderful. Poe, uh, Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, especially Adam Driver, I think. So I like wonderful. Adam Driver a lot. The more I watch these... These the first movies. time he took yeah. off his helmet, because I tried to avoid the trailers for this for this movie, uh-huh. and I didn't look very much for it. First time he took off his helmet, I'm like, what, really? Yeah. <laughs> he, he looks like a dweeb. <laughs> you look like a nerd. Nerd. <laughs> um, but I love his character, because he's not a typical, like, evil-looking uh-huh. guy. He's just, he's just a guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I liked it so much. It works out pretty well. I love his his dorky helmet. <laughs> I like just yeah. like the discount Vader costume. He's so insecure. Uh, he's just like guy playing Vader. Yeah, he's cosplaying Vader, yeah. <laughs> but really poorly. <laughs> he couldn't afford it. It's like a little kid who puts on a motorcycle helmet and it's like, "Look, I'm Vader." And it's like, "Uh, <laughs> you can't tell him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th- I think the main issues with this film is it goes a little bit too f- too hard too quickly as far as like the uh, the stakes we've talked about this but before yeah. but you don't have to have like a bigger and bigger and bigger death star every single movie you don't you really don't it's kind of it's it's really baffling you know you could do you don't have to have a death star just do something else you have like oh it's just there's a lot of tie fighters we gotta beat oh no it's about the human struggle, guys. It's not about blowing up planets. Since when did it become about blowing up planets? It's about family. <laughs> it's about family. Come on. Thought that the First Order... Like, I you liked the Nazis. It. <laughs> yeah, the space Nazis. I like them because yeah. they're space Nazis. And how yeah. it's so obvious. They heil. <laughs> <There's a scene laughs> they, they, they literally, like, sing heil. Yeah. Like, you're, like, kind of questioning it. It's like, yeah, it's super obvious, guys. You don't have to go any harder with the Nazi symbolism. And then they do the Sig Heil thing. Yep. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we are Nazis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That is a Team Four Star reference for you guys out there. Yeah. All, all, none of you that are going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about it. Like, I watched it a long time ago. I forgot about it. And then you brought it up again. And then uh, I was like, yes, this is, this is great. 
I don't even remember watching it, but now it's stuck in my head forever. And thanks a lot, Barry. Yeah, you're never gonna unforget it. Yeah, I'm not gonna unforget it now. But like the the tone and the presentation for the First Order is kind of like I don't know. So Star Wars was always cartoonish, but never like to the point of caricature. Yeah. Right. And and like the First Order is ramped up to the point of caricature. Everything from like Hux to really all of them, like they're all like screaming, and even the way they walk around their goddamn ship, like they're walking faster than the Empire did. Like everything's in a rush. We gotta rush everywhere, guys. Yeah, it's it's just these little things, and it it kind of takes away from how threatening they are. Like the Empire always felt unstoppable even no matter how comically inept all their plans were mm-hmm. and how dumb like like an ad ad is dumb the death star was dumb and yet they're still menacing because they're just they're the empire and they have yeah, like, unlimited resources <laughs> unlimited power power yeah and we were talking about how useless stormtrooper armor is <laughs> in return of the jedi yeah, it's so useless yeah I, I like all the new designs for stuff. I like the new designs for the TIE Fighters, the X-Wings, the the Stormtrooper armor. It's great. I'll note really quickly here, for the original trilogy and for even the prequels, the prequels, they use CG for a lot of Stormtroopers, for basically all of them, actually. The original trilogy, they used extras and costumes, but mostly they used a lot of matte paintings anytime they needed a lot of mm, them. Yeah. But for the new trilogy, they used people. Specifically, wow. they used... There exist actual stormtrooper legions all over the world of people that have their own stormtrooper armor and they go out and do like events and stuff. I saw a YouTube video on this. There's a yeah. guy who made a Darth Vader costume that costs like a couple thousands, thousands of dollars. Looks really good. Yeah, and they all have their own costumes. Uh, I think it's called the 501st Legion. Yeah. They do like charity events. They like to go to uh, like children's hospitals and stuff. It's actually. Really cool. But basically, like for the new movies, they just called up all these guys. They're like, hey, let's make a movie. <laughs> and they're like, heck yeah, we've been waiting for this day our, our entire lives. <laughs> we've been waiting for this our whole lives. So all the extras you see are like uh, real, just they're, they're dudes. Ah, oh, that's awesome. They're members of the Stormtrooper Legion in real life. It's pretty cool. Wow. Actually, that, like, despite my my dislike and grabs about the movie uh that that's kind of heartwarming because they reached out to actual fans and put them in the movie and probably made their dreams come true because they like sorrow so much that you know they go through all this time and effort and money uh trying to be a part of this universe and make it real for people yeah it's it's pretty wonderful uh there's a lot of actors and directors and just celebrities that have been inserted in the movie kind of under the radar because they just wanted to be everybody wants to be in star wars you know yeah the the alien guy in the very beginning trading uh scrap for food is simon simon Pegg, right that's simon Pegg. yeah i'll give you one quarter portion (laughs) (laughs) sees bb8 i'll give you 60 portions BB-8 is definitely worth sixty portions, though. Definitely, what a cute little guy. Yeah, he is definitely cute. I still like R2D2 better, just because like the 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 sounds he makes, you can understand the emotional response. BB-8 too, but I don't know. R2D2 just sounds cuter to me. BB-8 was voiced by Bill Hader, I think. 
Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's right. Serious. His voice. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw an interview about that. I mean, obviously they computerized his voice, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they they had a lot of stuff on top of yeah, it, but it's, yeah. it's Bill Hader. I think it's just because he had worked with J.J. Abrams, so J.J. called him up. He's like, "Hey, want to be a want to be BB-8?" Like, heck uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like money. <laughs> you know? I love money. Uh, but there, there, there's lots of cameos, and I'm sure there's some that even people like fans don't know about. Uh, I, I know the royal family has been in Star Wars as stormtroopers. Mm. I don't think they've ever pointed out which ones they are. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig is in this as a stormtrooper. Oh, oh, yeah, he was the guy who threw the gun away in the interrogation scene, right? It sounded like a little bit like Daniel Craig. Yeah, that was Daniel Craig, and stormtroopers. So serial designation was JB007. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this, all, this stuff all these true nerds will know. <laughs> That's awesome, actually. Yeah. They do lots of stuff like that. Like, they name, like, Jedi or, like, stormtroopers and stuff after, like, sick kids and stuff like that. Mm, that's this, 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 the Star Wars universe is so wholesome it especially is. the part where Anakin kills all those kids it's so great yeah the young ones <laughs> <laughs> not just the well, the children the, no, the men not I keep just the men up. but the women the and, women the, and children. the children sorry it, we're recording these back to back and it's freaking 3.30 send send us help oh send help going in I just wanted to I just wanted to get some problems I had with the movie out. Again, there's a lot of good stuff going, but usually we just remember the bad things. Kind of like life, you know? We don't remember the good things, we just remember the bad. Uh, it sticks out like a sore thumb. But one one problem I had is that, again, I think the movie doesn't treat the audience as smart enough to notice things. And I guess that could be true, but doesn't mean you have to do it. Like, for example, when the Super Death Star planet destroys five planets, destroys the Republic, Finn runs out and is like, oh my god, this is the Forced Order. Did it, they did it, didn't they? And everyone's just like looking up at the sky and sad. And then Finn, you know, after that moment where like millions of lives have been lost, billions, billions, maybe trillions even. And Finn's like, oh, it's the First Order. And then he looks at the camera and goes, where's Ray?" And then cuts to Ray. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I know that it was the first order. You don't need to tell me. JJ does that shit all the time. Really? If, if, if you go back and watch Star Trek 2009, Star Trek? Okay. You'll, you'll, you'll notice it. Maybe it's because I like the characters more because they were already developed, you know, for Star Trek. Like, you go in knowing who the characters are. Maybe these are new characters. Maybe that's why I noticed it more. Maybe. Maybe it's just, I think you've just watched this movie a little bit more than you have that one. That's true. I only watched Star Trek once, and Force Awakens, I watched, uh, I think this is my third, fourth time now. Yeah, but he loves connecting audio and visual cues to, across edits. Like, he'll shoot for that, he'll shoot for that edit. Like, I know you complained that, like, Ray was introduced wearing a mask. It's because if you notice, in the preceding scene, uh, John Boyoga is framed the exact same way, and he puts his helmet back on, and then it match cuts to uh, Ray. Okay. Okay, I'm fine with that then. It's, it's a visual that. sinew holding right. the movie together. It's part yeah. of the edit. But like before that though, I really hated how Finn takes, he's facing the camera, takes it off, and I'm like, oh no, this guy must be a main character. He must be a protagonist. There's something special about him. Puts it back on. 
it's okay. I mean, they do it. He does a lot of things like that for the shot. I don't like it because it doesn't actually do anything for the character's development. Like, so this is the one that got me the most. Where again, there's a scene where you see the Kylo did something. Luke's robot hand is against R2D2, but he's cloaked. So you're like, who is that? I wonder who that is. And obviously, it's Luke Skywalker because he has a robot hand. Who's this mystery Jedi with yeah, who's a this robot mystery hand? Jedi? <laughs> and like the thing is, he doesn't even have a glove on or skin on that hand because people need to know that Luke has a robot hand in case you forgot. And then all of a sudden, he goes back to that scene and shows the entire scene. And of course, it's Luke. And I was like, it's so dumb. I like I do you think I'm stupid? And you know, Barry, we talked about this before where you're saying that it's catering to all the all the fans who are like, Oh, but that's Luke and then they see it and they're like, Oh, I was right, it's Luke and I was like, Of course yeah. it is. They're catering to, to the lowest most common denominator. Lowest common denominator. But like it's just set up these easy to solve mysteries. Some people make it feel better. It's it's like it's almost like the Force Awakens was deliberately written like A New Hope so that people would be like, oh, this is a lot like A New Hope. Oh, I whoa, bet this is going to be like A New Hope. This <laughs> is genius writer-director J.J. Abrams. <laughs> but, like, the, the reason why I don't like it, again, it's not that it's bad, all right? It's, I'm not, like, you know, mentioning the helmet scene. I don't think it's bad. It's just that you're wasting time on things that have no importance, like, Okay, visually stunning, sure. The whole movie is visually stunning. The whole trilogy is visually stunning. They did a fantastic job. It looks fantastic. The actors are fantastic. The dialogue, in terms of sounding natural compared to the prequels, miles ahead. But like, just in terms of having scenes that build the character, like give me, give me something important, right? Give me something that I care about. It's just lacking. They spend so much time... Like, even in the beginning, it starts out with a chase sequence. They're running on the ground. They go into the Falcon, and then there's a whole chase sequence with TIE Fighters. Looks cool, by the way. It looks amazing. It looks so cool. Yeah, if you made a whole movie like that, I'll be okay, because that's the point of the movie. But, you know, like, that's not the point of this movie here. It's, it's a point of it. The other point of it, it should be the characters. And for me, I don't get enough of that. Like, I don't... When I end ended this new trilogy... I, I, I did not care about Rey or Finn or Poe. Actually, I, I cared a lot about Kylo, but, you know, I don't want to go into spoilers right away. I cared about the Emperor. I cared about the Emperor, too. I cared about our Hux. Man. Man, he, uh, he needed Man, his Hux. own movie. Yeah. He deserved more. He did. He deserved more. He, Good he night. Deserved, he deserved <laughs> to be in charge of the Space Nazis for a little bit longer, you know? But, yeah, like, I... And it's not because the actors do a poor job. They're really good. They're they're fantastic. They know how to play these characters. They know how to act. It's just that, you know, they can only do what the director gives them space to do. And and the editing as well. And it just doesn't give enough room for these characters to grow and breathe. For me, again, it might other people might love these characters. It's just that when I watch a movie, you only have two hours or so. You gotta spend each second wisely. It has to count. And for me, I think too much of it was wasted on on things that didn't matter to. I didn't care about, you know, compared to like the original trilogy where Luke is literally just chilling with Yoda for <laughs> such a long time. 
I like that. Was that was a good, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want that. I, I want to see that. I want to see Ray and, and Finn actually hang out, which they don't do. <laughs> you know, I want to see what Poe does with BB-8. I want to see them spend more time together. I, I want to see these characters because I actually like him. And it's not because I hate the movie. It's actually I like the characters. And I like what I see. I want to see more of it, not the stuff that I, it just feels like fluff to me. I don't think these are bad movies at all. I think they're solid. Whether you like or hate what, where the directors are going, I don't think anyone can argue that these are bad movies. I don't know if you agree with that statement or not. Well, I have, I have mixed thoughts about it. <laughs> mm, okay. I have mixed thoughts about it. Like, I didn't hate it. I hit The Last Jedi, but my mind changed, so... Yeah, Last yeah. Jedi, it's a movie that most people liked initially, and then there's this, like, avalanche of negativity on the internet, and everyone jumped on the hate bandwagon like it was oh. 1942 and Hitler's calling the, <laughs> the youth to action in Germany. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I didn't read anything on the internet, by the way. I only hated it for, basically, because of Rose and the casino scene. <laughs> like, that was... That was my main gripe with the oh, kind of thing. It I mean, I, I I actually had plenty of problems with the movie, but I still enjoyed it. The problems I had were the entire casino. I mean, we should get into that. We'll, we'll talk. Right? Yeah. We'll talk about that when we talk when we go over the movie. Force Awakens, though, is a movie that I I really really enjoyed when it came. I think I saw this movie like four times in theaters. Really? Yeah, I saw I saw it quite a bit in theaters. It was, it was just fun. You I know, thought it was okay. Cause it's just a fun, it's a fun theater experience going with a group of friends. Like I went with one group of friends. I'm like, yeah. Then I went with another group of friends. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun. It's enough for me if a movie entertains me and I have a good time. I go out with friends and enjoy it. Yeah, that's a good point. I think basically it's it's the new Star Trek versus the old Star Trek, where the old Star Trek is about people just sitting down and talking. And going deep into these characters, and the newer ones are focusing more on entertaining people, and I think that's kind of the direction that Star Wars is going in. Unfortunately, where it's more about the entertainment than it is about the characters, which is not a bad thing. You know, you're you're absolutely right. People watch these movies and they have a lot of fun watching them. <laughs> uh, otherwise, people would not watch them anymore. But they're still making a lot of money, and a lot they're of people so watch it. Money. Yeah. As long as they keep making money, they'll keep making them. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about the thumbs up from BB-8. Oh, the thumbs up from <laughs> BB-8, yeah. <laughs> There's another scene where um, he shoots the coins, and th- this is Last Jedi, and then he blows the smoke out. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, god dang it. This is like bordering the scene where R2-D2 like, pees oil on the robots and it lights him on fire. It's not quite that level. It's not like, that offensive. It's not that offensive. But it was like, it triggered me because it reminded me of that. So like every time I see something like that, it's just going to remind me of R2-D2 in the prequels and I'm going to get angry. <laughs> not because it's actually bad, but just thinking of that, that scene and how they ruined his character <laughs> so much. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to add a side note. The first scene where... They introduce Kylo and like the officer is force dragged into his hand and it makes the sound of his boots clicking on the floor. I thought that was so neat. And I think they're trying to portray him as, you know, like a really bad guy. 
<laughs> you thought Vader was bad, where he just like chokes people to death. This guy is full out rage mode. He's like he's like a unstable. He's like a toddler. With, yeah, uh, with unlimited power. Exactly. That's it's the most way. terrifying yeah. thing in the world. But the thing is, like, he gets his ass beat by Ray almost. I think every yeah. single time. Uh, right. Uh, well, we'll talk about the third film. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't get. He does not. Spoilers. He does not get his ass beat by Ray in the third film. But yeah, yeah I mean, well, in Force, I mean, he does. No, 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 no. He no? Do, he doesn't. Uh, oh, you're right. We, he doesn't. He doesn't. We, we, he, I take he doesn't that back. Actually, we can yeah, talk I, about. Yeah, you're right. We'll, we'll right. talk about it. It was actually but, winning. Yeah. Uh, okay. In the Force Awakens, people. This is like the main, like one of the only griping points people have about the Force Awakens, besides the obvious copy paste of New Hope. Let me interject real quick. Why don't we just quickly go over all the gripes that other people have and then correct them because they're wrong? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, we've already addressed the New Hope thing. It's yeah. it's fine. It doesn't it's matter. Fine. It's fine. It would fine. be nice to get something new. Yeah. But 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 Star Wars fans needed some comfort food. I just want to interject here. Uh, Ryan Johnson gave something new and people hated it. So there oh, you they, go. They, they fucking hated yeah. it. <laughs> It wasn't good. Some parts of it weren't good. I'm just saying people don't like new things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the next point? Uh, Ray is a Mary Sue. Well, what does that mean? That means she's like, she can do anything, like super OP. Mm. A Mary Sue is a character that like magically has the ability to do anything to the maximum ability immediately. You mean basically. like anime? Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, uh, oh, what's Punch an example Man? from anime? <laughs> Saitama? No, no, less like Saitama, more uh, like, probably more like Genos. Oh, okay. Like, Genos is like just great at everything. He's good oh, at cooking, you're right. cleaning. You're right. Uh, he can, he, <laughs> he can form like a cohesive thought. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of a Mary Sue, which is why you're his right. character is funny in that series because he's, he's basically jobbing for us, Saitama, the whole time. He just gets beat up, but he's, he's yep. technically the, the Gary Stew, the male version would be <laughs> the called. Gary Stew. Oh, I got to have you a perfect subtitle for this Gary Stew. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, look it up. These are these are old tropes. Like Luke was kind of a Gary Stew because he's like a farm boy, but actually he's an amazing pilot. He just jumps into an X-wing. You know, yeah, we he just, just jumps into an X-wing and it blows up the Death Star. You're like, wow, that was fast. <laughs> I, it was built up more for me, and like you know, he's the Force, like he can see it, bend there. All right. Yeah, it yeah. feels it feels more natural, but people yeah. complain that uh, Ray's a Mary Sue, and yeah, she sort of is, but Luke was as well. <laughs> yeah, I want to add into that too. Like, my main problem isn't that she's a Mary Sue; it's just that you didn't show like a reason for her development or for us to care. Like, it just for me, it's not a bad thing because I I want to see a character like that, but I feel so detached from Ray that. Like, I just don't care about her. Like, so when she does stuff, I don't care. It doesn't impact me. When Poe or Finn, they do things, I don't care. Because I'm not attached to these characters. I don't know. I think, for me, that was the main reason. I think people are focusing on the wrong things. Like, Palpatine? Oh, man, in Rise of Skywalker? If you want to talk about Mary Sue's? My goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Unlimited power is right. (laughs) Oh my god, it was so powerful. Oh, it's so powerful. I don't know why people watch that and they're like, oh, complain about Ray. Come on, guys. Come on. Well, he's... No, that, that's that's not what it means. Mary I know, I know. I'm just saying it, the extent to... It's just like to... you're unreasonably talented at too many different things. 
I don't like, think she is. I mean, I think I think it isn't. I think it really is an issue, but it's it's kind of it's not that. It's not the bad point of, of the movie. It doesn't matter. It's always like about all the, the all the parts all the parts yeah. that demonstrate how she's strong. Like there's a reason in the narrative for it. Like when she fi- figures out how to uh, manipulate people with the force, it's because it's because she was resisting Kylo Ren's uh, uh, torture. And like slowly centering herself and like feeding off of him and like learning through experience. And then she's like, hey, so that's how you do that. And then she manipulates Daniel Craig and he's like, and I'll drop my gun. Ah, oh, I didn't like it because it was too fast. It was a little bit too fast, yeah. but it's that's the problem. It's too, it's just too fast. It's how JJ Abrams does a movie. It's reeling from action set piece to action set piece like a drunken <sighs> sailor. And you yeah. just have to, you just have to like go with the flow and try you have to, to let go. Abs- you have to just absorb as yeah. best you can. If you let go of it, it's actually enjoyable. It's just a fun ride, you know. If you're just looking yeah, for it's fun, it's, but it's, if you stop and think about it, though, it just it's a little. It's like the ride was meaningless, you know. It's like amusement park rides. Like, oh, it's yeah. it's a fun when you do it, but afterwards, it's just like oh, it's kind of pointless, and I risk dying. Was it worth it? <laughs> Uh, not really, <laughs> not really. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, let's see what what other yeah. gripes people have. Oh, uh, Star Killer Base, just another Death Star. They literally just did another trench run. Yeah, like, it's a Death Star. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, this time it draws power from the sun. <laughs> it's yeah, different. this time it's from the sun. It's the sun. It's environmentally friendly, guys. I don't know why you're complaining. It's solar powered. <laughs> it's solar. Yeah, it's not using fossil fuels <laughs> or kyber crystals. <laughs> how does it? How does it do targeting? Wouldn't the planet be hurtling through space, like, like uh, the the the, the astrodynamics of the the differential path that that the planet would be taking as gravity changes right. as it's absorbing the sun? It's like wow, you guys have some. You must, guys must have some great navigational computers. Wow, you're right, because like the planet is always moving. <laughs> And you, the other planet, target planet is moving, so you got to calculate your shot yeah. for it to impact the planet, planet correctly. Uh, that's, let's that's really let's take a moment to think about how accurate that has to be. Because they're theoretic, theoretically shooting that thing like across light years, okay? It's this a gravitational fields. Weapon, yeah. Okay, and there's, there's gravity that affects the curvature of your shot through space, okay? And your planet is moving, their planet's moving, as you're absorbing the sun, the anchor point of the entire solar system is changing. The gra- like the, the center of gravity between the two the two body system of the star killer base and the sun is changing as the sun's mass decreases and they're consuming the fuel. So the orbit of the planet is changing as the sun is getting absorbed. And then as soon as it's all absorbed, there is no more gravity and it's just hurtling through space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, this is what happens when you worry about the things that don't matter. <laughs> and it's it's like, okay, I guess that works. Um, sure, why not? Sure, why not? Yeah. And then, oh boy, I, I mean, I guess yeah. I guess it works because it's just technically just a big space station. I guess they're just holding position. Whatever. Yeah, sure, whatever. That, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter. Un, it's un it's unimportant. It's Starkiller Base. It's another big action set piece for the end. Yeah. yeah. I think Starkiller Base is a great name, though. <laughs> it is. Starkiller Base. 
It's better than Galaxy Gun. Galaxy Gun sounds stupid. It's, it's so stupid. It looks do you know? Like a, do you know the video game Gal Gun? Uh, Galaga. No, no, Gal Gun. No, I do not. Oh, okay. Just remind me of that. It's a Japanese game where you shoot love guns at girls, like at their body parts. Is this it's, a it's hentai game, Sam? No, it's not a hentai game. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> it's really close to a hentai game, though. <laughs> I haven't played it. I'm just saying. I used to watch oh, Giant Bomb, no. and they covered all the weird games. It's very creepy. <laughs> oh no! Uh, that's the Galaxy Gun right there. <laughs> galaxy Gun. The hentai Star Wars universe. <laughs> Is there anything else people complain about? Because they're missing the point of what the main issue. Or if there's an issue with the film compared to the original trilogy, is I think they all missed the point there. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit unoriginal, and it's kind of rushing through all the characterization. So you don't really... Like, you, you just need a, it just needs to slow down a little bit on that. Is the main yeah, issue. like that scene where they meet Han. Instead of, like, letting that sink in, and Rey has a, you know, like, deeply longs for family, and she's just immediately bonds with Han there, and, and sees him as a dad, that's told to us. That's not shown to us. There's no actual... There's a little bit there where they're in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and, you know, she, like, knows... They kind of tell you that they have a connection, but when you go back through the movie, you realize they were only really hanging out for, like, five minutes. Yeah, like, five minutes. (laughs) Because, okay, they meet after she steals the Falcon. Mm -hmm. He explains to her, like, oh, the Force, the Luke Skywalker is all real. It's all like, real. Oh, yeah. oh my god. And then there's like the whole Raftar scene. Yeah, the shit. eyeball tentacle Cthulhu creatures eating people. Yeah. I kind of like those, by the way, because they're so, they're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> they're not together that entire scene, okay? And then they're back together on the Falcon, and then they make their little getaway to Maz Kanata's planet. And then they land, and they meet Maz. They walk in. They've only really hung out for like 10 minutes. Okay, it's like, jeez, it's real, real, really short. And yeah. then when she's captured on the base, Adam Driver's like, you've met Han Solo. You feel like he's the father you never had. I'm like, really? Really? In 10 minutes? <laughs> you nailed it. Like, that's because, like, when you first watch it, you don't notice it because the action is so intense. And you know, you're, like, yeah. you're going for a ride. You don't have time to think. You don't have time to stop and breathe and, like, take in everything. After, like, there's a little bit of a pause, it's back to that action again. And there's no... It's great for a first-time viewing, but on repeat viewings where the action, it doesn't grab a hold of you anymore. You have time to think things through. You realize that there's no death to it. I wish, instead of spending so much time on that, the eyeball monsters, uh, Han dealing with these guys. I wish they spent more time with, with Ray and Han, like forming a relationship there. Just even like them talking more. Because when, when Kylo kills Han, Ray is really upset about it. Like super upset. And it doesn't make sense because there is no time, like you said, no time for their relationship to form. But if they had shown that instead of just telling us that, I think it would have more impact. Because it did get me a little bit. It got me a little bit. I think that was in Last Jedi, right? Yeah. It was in Rise of Skywalker. Well, which one? 
uh, where Ray's like, "You killed Han. Why'd you kill him?" Well, oh, she's like, "You're a monster," and yeah. all this, all this stuff. It's yeah. like I am. Yeah, yeah. It's that. That was in a uh, Last Jedi. It really is a, a bit, a bit strange, but. I mean, it leans on the fact that you know these characters, so you already care about them. Yeah. So you you kind of project that onto them, like, oh, they must care about them as well. I didn't because I I need the movie to give me a reason to care about them. I you know. Yeah, it's you know if you could you could spend you could cut out some action set pieces and put in some more time for characterization, but then audiences would get bored. Uh, can't have that you're right see that's the problem because honestly i think the fault of the movie really stems from the fans because the directors believe it or not and everyone involved they want to make a movie that fans will like like they're not out there to make movies that fans don't like that doesn't make sense because they'll lose money if you stop watching it and not only that, the people making these movies really like Star Wars, like everyone involved. So, honestly, uh, <laughs> it's, I don't know, the, the fan base is so toxic sometimes. The vocal ones, at least, on, on Twitter and, and social media, so incredibly toxic. Everyone's and... ready to hate. Everyone's ready to become Sith. <laughs> they are <laughs> Sith. <laughs> One thing that I wanted to add in, also is that the reason why I like the original trilogy is the title crawl is really accurate. They lay out what's happening and what is the point of the story. They end there and then the movie, the next movie, picks up where it left off and then there's a, a flow to the story and you see it. In this one, it's all about finding Luke because all of a sudden, if you find Luke, we'll win. And I think Last Jedi, for better or for worse, really delivered on that reason okay i think i not looking back i think it's conceptually uh really good practically not so good but we'll get into that but like you know they're like we gotta find luke and then the whole movie it doesn't ma- it's just like not even i don't know where's luke <laughs> you find luke at the very end and then it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, guys, come on. You gotta give us Luke halfway through the movie or something. It's about finding Luke. There's no, there's a lack of, of focus for me for the narrative where, you know, the exciting action set pieces are incredibly well done, but they take away from the focus, which is why, by the way, I didn't like the Lord of the Rings trilogy <laughs> as much. How I want you? it to be boring, god dang it. I want people talking. How dare you? Yeah, I know, I know. Do you want them to spend, like, 12 months walking across New Zealand? Because that's how it is in the books. Yeah, yeah, totally. That would be awesome. It Uh, takes them, like, I don't know, like, months to get from Rivendell (laughs) to Moria. All all I'm saying is that the original trilogy struck a pretty good balance in that there is action, but it's usually at the ends, like at the very end of the movie or the very beginning, maybe a little bit in the middle. But most of it is actually characters talking to each other, things happening, visual storytelling. The newer trilogy doesn't have that. I feel like it's all action, and there's a little bit of character development, a little bit of visual storytelling. And when I watch that, I don't like it as much. Again, it's personal preference. I don't think it's bad, because, again, I love John Wick. 
I don't think it's a bad movie. It's it has no <laughs> character development and no narrative structure to it. Uh, very little. But I think the the problem for me, I think it's my fault, honestly, because I'm too tied into the original trilogy. If I did not have any knowledge of the original trilogy at all, I think I would be in love with this new trilogy. Uh, maybe like more. Like I I wouldn't be like this is a masterpiece. I would be like, this is a solid seven film. Like it's it's action, it's, it's fun, it's enjoyable, it's entertaining. There's some uh things lacking from it, but I don't think I would be so so disappointed. Like that's how I'm feeling right now. Especially after having seen Rise of Skywalker, I feel disappointed. I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I really am. Like and it's not the fault of the movie. I think it's I don't know. I think the original trilogy is just too good. Minus Return of the Jedi. (laughs) It's still good. It's It's still still a good film. Yeah. I don't know. I can can forgive a lot with Force Awakens. It's, you know, it's exciting. It's fun. Uh, It has problems with, you know, recycling ideas. And uh, the pacing is just too, a little bit too fast. Which is funny because we're going to talk about (laughs) Rise of Skywalker later. Oh, that pacing is like, woo! Oh boy, gotta cut back on the cocaine a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> meth, they're on meth. Oh, I love the scene—the scene where Ray finds the the finds lightsaber. the lightsaber the first time. You know, I didn't notice BB-8 in the stairway, uh, but did you, now did you not notice it? Yeah, I did not notice it's it. It's so but good. I can't unsee it now. It's just he's in the background. It's the only thing I was looking at the entire scene. He makes a sound too, a like clunking sound. Yeah, he's like thunk, thunk. You know what's funny though? Just thinking, just talking about that scene where it's like, oh, you know, she found Luke's lightsaber, and then Maz is like, oh, it's calling out to you, blah blah blah, all of that. And like close your eyes, focus on that, and that that applies to the last fight scene with Kylo. Um, and then she just closes her eyes, focuses on the Force. Like focusing on the Force doesn't make you a better lightsaber duelist. Like it actually takes skill. So I didn't buy that. I, I, I understand. It's, it's I just, okay. It's okay. Thematically it's okay. speaking, this is page for page. What happened in A New Hope, where Obi Wan tells Luke what to do, and then he applies it at the very last battle against the Death Star. This is Ray doing it in the battle against Kylo on a Death Star. So I get it. Thematically, it fits. But the funny thing that, you know, kind of threw me off guard a little bit, or just like, Maz, what are you doing? She's like, I kept this lightsaber locked up. I'm like, no, you didn't. Ray literally just walked in and took it. <laughs> like, she was about to like, take it. What are you doing? You left a lightsaber unguarded? I mean, it's a kind of crappy weapon unless you're, you're a Jedi. But still, I, I like how she's like, I kept it locked. I remember playing games where uh, they have a couple points where like an enemy will pop up. They'll be like, ha-ha, and they have a lightsaber, and they pull it out, and then they accidentally slice off their own head. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, intentionally about- or like? No, accidentally. Oh. Because <laughs> they're not Force-sensitive, so they don't have any ability to wield it. It's like- yeah. I don't think you need to be Force-sensitive, but it certainly uh, makes it easier to wield a yeah, death laser yeah. that can easily slice off limbs. Well, I'm saying that it's better because if the other person has a gun and you can see it, the bolt's coming, then, you know, you can deflect it. 
Whereas if you're if you're not force sensitive, good luck, dude. You're just gonna get shot. I don't even know about that. I think I really? think you could get. I think you can do it with a lucky shot. I say this because of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Was there a scene? Because of Lord of the Rings, people have measured the speed of bolts in this, these movies, and they're actually really freaking slow. Oh, uh, like a blaster okay. bolt. Like a bullet is way faster than a blaster bolt. Mm. Like they are slow. It's like the speed of like a bow, like maybe even a little bit slower. But anyway, in Lord of the Rings, if you remember, and I don't even remember which movie it was, like the point where the fellowship breaks apart and Boromir is like, I must have the ring. And Frodo's like, no, Boromir. And he runs off. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then the Urukai are coming in and they like kill Boromir. Remember that? And they're like fighting in the forest. Mm-hmm. Hugo Mortensen comes up. He's like, no, Boromir. And then he starts fighting them. There's a moment where the Urukai guy is shooting a bow and arrow at him, right? Mm-hmm. And he shoots a bow and arrow at him, and Aragorn deflects the arrow with his sword. Now, you might think, hey, that was just a CG arrow they added in in post. But it was a real arrow, and he wow. wasn't supposed to shoot it at his face. <laughs> and Vico Mortens is like shit <laughs> <laughs> are you serious blo- and he blocked the arrow for real wow he- I gotta rewatch that scene now yeah it's, he that did it for real that the motion on his face at that moment is real <laughs> yeah it's totally like they called cut and they're like holy shit <laughs> oh that could have been bad that could have been real bad why are they shooting real arrows to begin with I mean I'm not I, sure. they're not the, are, are the tips real they're not right they gotta be safety I, it's tips prob- right? it's probably safety I mean it's, it's still not still great hurt, though it would hurt a lot yeah like it breaks some bones maybe depending on I mean they, it's baffling because they use CG arrows like all, most of Legolas's arrows are CG for that scene, they shot a real ass arrow at him. I think he was supposed to deflect it, but it definitely wasn't supposed to go straight for his face. Interesting. His aim was too good. <laughs> it's yeah. too true. I feel like holy shit. So wow. that's what I'm saying okay. if you're just if you're like God, like Aragorn, you can you can deflect. All right. All right. I take it back. I take it back. I didn't know how fast they're going. That's, they're, they're, that's, pre- uh, they're pretty slow. Hmm. Uh, I have to look it up again, but it's like if you measure based on the speed of film, like twenty four FPS, and cover the di- and like estimate the distance they cover, they're real slow. <laughs> wow, that's the only things nerds would do. Like you might, th- I'm pretty sure they're subsonic, as in like mm. slower than the speed of sound. Yeah, very slow. Wow. Okay. In that case, I can see that working if you were really good. I was just thinking of it because I was reading the you know just get good. <laughs> the extended yeah get good <laughs> get good why are you dead get good <laughs> it's okay no one's ever really gone am i right <laughs> yeah absolutely uh but yeah you know the extended universe like yeah the jedi have force force vision where they can see a little bit into the future and that's why they can reflect deflect bolts i mean if they have the physical ability to move the lightsaber into the bolt where it, where it's going <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah let's do Closing thoughts, or is there anything else you want to cover? Hmm. There's a lot. There's actually a lot that I wanted to go over on this movie, but I'm just being nitpicky, and I think I covered, like, the general problem that I have with the film, and I don't want to bash it too much because I don't want to breathe like I, a... I still, I still really like this film. It's just, it's just fun. 
Yeah. It's a fun, lighthearted. It's a, I guess it's not too lighthearted because a lot of people die. <laughs> so many people die. So many people oh, die. Oh, that reminds me of something that bothered me where Finn's like, he stopped being a stormtrooper because he didn't want to kill innocent people, right? And then the first thing he does is get into a TIE fighter and like kill thousands kill, of stormtroopers. Just kill a bunch of sto- yeah. people that he was fighting right next to yeah. like, m- like minutes earlier. <laughs> they were orphan children too, taken from birth and reprogrammed. He just kills. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Stormtrooper lives <laughs> don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so they doesn't... clearly don't. <laughs> they clearly don't. It doesn't matter. That's why like I, that's, that's a problem for me. Like as an action set piece, looks incredible. It's, it's really entertaining. It's fast paced, but in terms of developing the character, you just undid what you just introduced. You know, Finn doesn't want to take innocent lives. Like, it's enough to the point where he wants to run away. You totally undid that for me. Finn is a murderous, evil man. He's a Sith for all I care. Took so many more lives (laughs) than those stormtroopers did, I bet. Because it was his first time fighting. You know, that's what he said. His first time, first engagement in Spanish, which means the people that he killed, that that was their first engagement too, you know? Maybe. Know. Maybe I mean, could they're, be. They're, they're all faceless mooks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For me, that's why, like, I didn't know who Finn was because it was inconsistent. I know what they wanted me to think of him, right? Like, the, the, his character. I, I know where they wanted me to go with that. But, like, based on what I was shown, I couldn't reach that conclusion myself. I, I like Finn just because, uh, just off the strength of what John Boyega's performance. He's really good. He's wonderful, especially because he's super English, super British. Yeah. And they tested, they tested him, and they're like, eh, it's not really working. <laughs> they're like, well, I, I, can do, I can do an American accent. And then they still kept Ray as British. <laughs> like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. The only thing is, I wish they gave him more screen time or more character to work with because he just acts as a transition for Ray. He's like, "Where's Ray?" and then he cuts to Ray. Yeah, they set him up as sort of like a half foil for Ray, like visually. Adam Driver's like the opposite side of that spectrum, obviously, but he's kind of in there too, and it, it kind of works. Poe Dameron was not originally supposed to be in this film very much at all. He was supposed oh, okay. to die on Jakku <laughs> and just be gone. But they liked him a lot. So they're like, yeah, all right, we'll bring you back. <laughs> and then he became one of the main characters, which is why he's barely in this film. <laughs> Interesting. I feel like oh, well, we're going to talk about how the relationships play out later. But I feel the like... the best movie, Last Jedi. <laughs> Last Jedi does it okay, but then like Rise of Skywalker undo- undoes everything and makes it. It worse. does, yeah. Uh, I don't understand. Kyle, <laughs> say Kyle, say Kyle. The thing I pointed out was that Hux doesn't Kyle first. He he clearly doesn't. If you look at the framing, but then all the stormtroopers are Kyling, and I don't understand how they got the coordination to do it at the same time without looking at. A single point of reference. You know what I'm saying? It's a teamwork, I guess. The <laughs> spirit of unity of the stormtroopers. Too strong. I'm guessing they have like a heads up display that tells them when to salute. Oh, yeah. Just like a big red flashing like, alert. Like, now. Salute now. Hile now. Salute now. 
Oh, oh, Phasma too. Oh, what a waste of a character. Oh, so sad. No, Phasma's the best character in this no, entire how? saga, dude. How? It's because she's like the anti-villain. <laughs> she's, she's so the useless. Yeah. She's the anti the, the anti-villain, dude. Okay, you're right. You're right. In that regard. She's so useless that she's literally no longer a villain. Hmm. It's it's just it's just absolutely wonderful. You're right. I guess I guess Ryan Johnson is a genius. They already like treated like like a early Boba Fett in this film. <laughs> you know, yes. she does nothing in this film. She gets tackled by Chewie. I mean, it's reasonable. Nobody's gonna win a fight against Chewie. Okay, it's true. I don't care how bad you are. If if Chewie tackles you, you lose. She's just tr- turned into a joke. I love it. I love mm. that she's just a joke. <laughs> She's a joke. Big silver joke. A big chrome dumb joke. Like, I don't understand why they give her, I mean, I guess to make a toy and to differentiate her character. But like, you know, stormtroopers don't really have, you know, like you don't get silver armor just because you're the big stormtrooper boss man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's like Durasteel or like Beskar or some crap. I don't know. But it's, it's like semi blaster resistant. It it doesn't matter. The the what matters is that she's she's literally just useless. A joke. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. I like it. I don't. I, I didn't really care because I didn't pay much attention to the trailers. I don't. I don't oh, do okay. all this. I don't. I don't make up fan theory stuff like, oh, what if Phasma is like a new Sith apprentice? What like, is what that if, an actual thing? Like, or what if Phasma is like a Sith trooper? And, like, all these theories were, like, just from a fucking, like, a photo. And then the movie happens and she just goes down like a bitch. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? <laughs> she didn't even lose to Finn. <laughs> Finn just she whacked did. her and then the floor collapsed underneath her. Yeah, it's so wonderful. It's just wow. like a big, it's just like a big middle finger to fan theories. Like, yeah. you're, you're all dumb. It's so Actually, dumb. Wait, now that you mention it, now that you mention it, I am starting to see... Kind of like how the 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 progress of Finn's character is that there's really no progress at all, and that's kind of different. Like Finn doesn't grow into a hero; he just he's very obsessed with Ray for some reason <laughs> throughout the entire trilogy. I mean, he has he hasn't for the first story here. He doesn't get much of an arc. He has a little bit. Uh, a little bit Last a little bit. Jedi has a nice arc. It does. It does. Uh, he has nothing to do in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I, like, it's kind of weird, because, like, Finn goes from being a coward to, like, a suicidal maniac until Rose, quote-unquote, saves him, and then gives a really forced and cheesy line where it's like, you don't win by hating the enemy, you win by saving the ones you love, and then smooch. save what we love. Yeah. And then Finn's looking very confused, and he's probably thinking, since when did this happen? <laughs> What what did I miss? And I'm like, we're wondering the same thing, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, you're right. I think now that I think about it, uh, it doesn't fit the normal archetypes. Like, she's not a villain. She's completely useless. <laughs> and Finn is not a hero. He's just there. He gets lucky sometimes. I think he. he I think he becomes a hero. A little bit. He, I think he earns it more than anybody else in this in these fucking movies. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of another character, and I really can't. He starts as a joke, and then he becomes he becomes pretty heroic. 
He starts as a joke in The Last Jedi, too. Like a literal joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, now that you mention it, I think it's more like he's a normal guy trying to do his best given his, his own flaws and everything. And now if you view it through that lens, you know what? He's kind of relatable, you know? Like, you don't, we don't need everyone to be like a perfect hero. Starts as a space janitor and he's cowardly. Yeah. He's unsure. Of I himself. love that he's a janitor, by the way. Yeah, and he's just yeah. like, he's got like not a lot going on for him. He's like had basic training, but he's just like, hey, I, f- I found like this one person that actually seems to care about me. I'm like, have I gotta find her, and we were friends and stuff super like that. Super attached though, like super clingy. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, a, bro, it's a little bit clingy. It's all right. It's all. Yeah. It's a movie. It's, it's realistic. Fine. No, it's realistic Most to rom- me. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that happening. Like a guy yeah. who's super clingy, like. Oh, it's the first person that showed me positive emotion. <laughs> oh, here's the fight with TR-8R. <laughs> oh, the traitor. Traitor! <laughs> People are wondering, yeah, this is another thing. Uh, there's a stormtrooper that drops his blaster and shield and then draws out a melee weapon to fight Finn, who has a lightsaber. And apparently, the stormtrooper's designation is traitor. <laughs> he yells out traitor at Finn. And the best part is that uh, he gets his ass whooped, and then uh, Han kills him with Chewie's crossbow, crossbow thingamabob. Yeah, I, I really, I, I think Finn is my favorite character in this in the saga because like, whenever he has a fight, there are stakes because you're never sure if he's just gonna fuck it up and die. <laughs> yeah, right. He gets messed up in like half the fights he has. Like he he loses against TR eight R. He loses he against Adam against Driver. Kyle. He yeah. gets wrecked against. I mean, he was he he gets a little couple hits in on him, like like Luke did against Vader in Empire, and then he gets wrecked. <laughs> his, his entire back is sliced open. Yeah, he gets like his yeah. spine severed. You're like, ugh. So you we were talking about we were talking about Phasma, but Phasma like starts is like, oh, here's this super imposing like Chrome Trooper. She must be a badass. And Finn like, starts nope. like as a joke. Yeah. And he's like covered in blood, and he, he's like, he's like, I, I need to get out of here. I'm like a coward. Deserter, and then yeah. he becomes a hero, and she becomes a joke. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so it works for me. It works for me. You know, like now that you mentioned that, I think I'm slowly coming around to your way of seeing things. Yeah, it, it is a little bit disappointing that she's like not like oh, I'm a badass trooper, but I'm like, it's fine. We, there's enough characters in this movie yeah all all, I, all i'm wondering is how the heck did phasma become a leader when she's so incompetent same thing with hux he's like a oh, oh man there's no word to describe him uh, other than super nazi super sure nazi. super nazi <laughs> super like, space nazi he's so immature i love it though he's one of my favorite characters to be honest i, I love how cartoonishly evil yeah. he is He's he's a big joke as well. He's just all he's missing is like the mustache to twirl yeah, around, just twirl it. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, now that I mentioned that, uh, I kind of am turning around in terms of the characters. Honestly, again, I think it's it's mostly the fact that the original trilogy is so strong that I'm always comparing the new trilogy to the original, and that's not really fair. I think I think I gotta view it movie separately it still has problems obviously but i think i'm not giving it enough credit for what it does do like when you mentioned that i think it makes sense now like i'm I starting to like finn's character he's a he's just a normal guy he's a janitor 
He's a regular dude. I mean, he's he's, he has some skill, man. like, shooting a blaster, but, like, most of the time he's getting beat up or shot. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he remains a regular dude. Like, not everyone turns into this perfect hero. Right up to the end, like, he, uh, right up in Rise of Skywalker, he does some cool stuff, but he still needs help at the end. It's not like he just owns everyone. Hmm. Right? I, I, I appreciate the vulnerability there. Ray. I still like Ray's character, but I don't think I don't think she takes any damage across three movies. I don't think she really gets hurt a single time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Superman. <laughs> yeah. It's very boring. <clears throat> like Luke lost a hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He gets yeah, messed he up a couple times. And uh Ray, He got punched uh, across the face by the Yeti. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, he gets shot in the hand, gets thrown around a couple times, he gets lightninged, but uh, Ray is just like, she gets like forced, paralyzed a few times, and she gets forced sucked once. <laughs> I guess that I guess that sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unlimited power. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Oh, anyway, strike me down. <laughs> I'm an unarmed man. <laughs> All these films are like uh, a bit uneven. Like they're a little yeah. bit of a mixed bag. Some more than most. Some yeah. messier than others. But uh, they all do have their positive traits. And uh, I, I do. I did enjoy the Force Awakens. I, I think I like the idea of these movies more than the actual execution. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Because like, the things you mentioned, like if I were to reconstruct this film in my mind and I just delete all the action scenes because they look cool, but, like, the thing that, it, again, draws me the most is... The it would be, like, a 15-minute long movie if you did that. Yeah, a 15-minute long movie. <laughs> I don't mean, like, make an actual edit, although that would be pretty funny, like, Star Wars without action scenes, but, like, you know, like, just imagining Finn being a normal guy and just trying to do his best and, like, the poor guy doesn't have a family, never had friends... It's always being bossed around by Phasma, and then he meets Ray, and then just like, oh, I don't hate you, and then he's like, wow, this must be love, <laughs> and like super attached, and just wants to protect the only good thing in the universe to him. Like, I, I get it now, and and what you said makes sense. Like, I really like that idea, that concept. Yeah, it's it's a character that. Um, when you think about it, 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 it works. And it works. In, in the movie, it's carried a lot by John Boyega's like charisma. It, definitely. Films. If someone else played him, given that there's no time for that character to develop, uh, I think you would. It would be like prequels level, prequel levels <laughs> of, of bad, you know, <laughs> of uh, I hate you, <laughs> you know. Like, I hate you. Yeah, we're we're blessed with great actors for these roles. I thought yeah. the casting they they really nailed it. They did. Now I'm not I'm not saying the prequel actors are bad. In fact they're they're really great. It's just that the dialogue and the directing, there's so much they can do with that. Uh shall we move on to closing thoughts? Yeah. Uh yeah, I guess I'll start. I I, I still enjoy this film very much. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a great ride. Under closer inspection, it's not quite as as pristine <laughs> as, yeah. you know, some problems with uh, overall pacing and rushes from action to action to action to action. It's like, just slow it down a little bit, boys. 
Uh, I love the characters. I absolutely love the characters. It's a pity what might happen to them later on, but I love the characters. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Um, I think I might give this a seven and a half Suicide Squads. I, I think oh, I like okay. it a little bit better than Return of the Jedi. Mm. Just because there's no dumb Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about you, Sam? Yeah, for me, yeah, like, uh, the movie is, is solid, it's entertaining, it's beautiful. It's a, I think it's a well-made movie in terms of being entertaining at the very least. I don't think anyone can sit there and be like, this movie is absolute garbage. Uh, but the thing that I'm taking away from it is that it's disappointing for me in that they introduce these characters that I want to see more of, but they don't give them enough time to just sit there and like you got to get to know them because they're new you know we have three movies to get to know Luke Han and, and Leia and, and Chewbacca and R2 and 3PO you don't need to focus on these old characters anymore let's get to know these new ones and I think again because of the fans they wanted to make a movie that felt familiar and safe and didn't want to try out new things and try to please everyone and, and in doing so they kind of lost out um, I felt like they should have gone all in on these new characters because, uh, like you mentioned, I think I'm turning around on the character of Finn as he's portrayed in the movie and all these other characters. And, uh, yeah, I'm starting to like them more, and I wish we could spend more time with them and get to know them. Well, Alas, <laughs> it's it's mostly action, so... Curtains. For me, yeah. <laughs> the curtains. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's... uh. Yeah, I need that. I need that for a movie. Like I, that's that's what I'm looking for. Action is great when I'm just watching it one time, but when I'm watching it multiple times, I need a reason for me to come back to that. And they didn't give me enough, so I'm I'm just gonna give it. I want to give it a six. It's better than Return of the Jedi, but I'm rating it a little bit lower because of uh, disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a solid seven. It's just that I I see too much potential here that was wasted. Uh, that's why. Again, it's not that I think it's a bad movie. I just think that it could have been a great one for me right. if they. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. Uh, anything else you want to throw in there? Uh, I think that pretty well covers it. All right. Well, thank you guys for dropping in. We're going a little bit crazy because it's uh four thirty now. Losing my voice. Uh, Merry Christmas again. I don't know when these episodes will come out. Probably during Christmas or a little bit after. But then, in that case, Happy New Year's. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, happy yeah, Valentine's they, Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> we'll cover all the holidays. Happy Labor Day. Uh, April happy Fourth of July. Fourth happy... of July. Back to Christmas. <laughs> But yeah, uh, thank you so much for dropping in. Um, thank you, Barry, for being here. No thanks, Isaiah, you butt. <laughs> yeah, you freaking butt. Yeah, what are you doing? You left us. You abandoned us. You're, you're the chosen one. <laughs> you're like a brother to me. <laughs> uh, On that note, yeah, I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for dropping by, guys. Stay pointy. Stay pointy. <laughs> Oh, 
I'm dead tired now. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty tired. I kind of want to put the jingle off till tomorrow. I don't know if I can yeah. edit any, any jingle. No, content. no. I don't think I can edit either. I think I'm just going to go to sleep. Ho, 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 ho! It was the Republic! The first order, they've done it. Where's Ray? <laughs> 